0: Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Let's open our Bibles to Deuteronomy 11. I'm trying to think where I wanted to go first. Hallelujah. Y'all are anointed of God, you all are a great group of people. Amen? Full of the Holy Ghost, full of power, ready to do what God's called you to do. Hallelujah. That's who you are. And you should be excited about what God has and what God is doing. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 11. Let's start with verse 7. But your eyes have seen all the great acts of the Lord, which he did. Therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that you be strong and go in and possess the land whether you go to possess it. Now this is Moses, and he's talking before he's going, taking the children of Israel, before the children of Israel are going into the promised land. And so he's recounting the book of Deuteronomy, just recounts all that they've been through, all the things that they have done uh, up to this And so he's encouraging them that they're going to go in and they're going to possess the land. That's that's where this is with Moses right now. And he says, And that you may prolong your days in the land. Anybody want their days prolonged? (laughs) Hallelujah. Which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed. A land that floweth with milk and honey. For the land... Whether thou goest in to possess is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out, where thou sowest thy seed and watereth with thy foot as a garden of herbs. I just want to say the land that you came out of, the old life, before you were born again, you know, that's not the land he's taking you into. He's taking you into a a land of victory a land that, of success, a land of prosperity, a land of health, a land that is good, a land for all of us to go into and walk in. That's what it, so it's not going to be like the old life, you know, like the old ways. I don't want to go back to the old life. I got delivered, and I'm not going back. Amen? He said, verse 11, But the land, whether you go into possess is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water of the rain of heaven a land which the lord thy god careth for and the eyes of the lord thy god are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year and so here he's saying this land that you and i are going into this new life that we got when we got born again but for them the land they were going on he is saying to them, "This is a lamb that I care for. This is a lamb that I look after." And why is he looking after the land? He says, "My eyes are upon the lamb. I'm looking at the lamb. Why is he doing that? Because he wants that lamb to do to be able to bless God's people, right?" So he says, "My eyes are on the land. I'm watching this lamb." so that it will produce what it needs to produce to be a blessing to my people, to the children of God, those that are going in with all the chaos that is going on in the world and the craziness that is going on. God is saying to the church, God is saying to the people of God, He is saying, my eyes are on you, I'm watching you, and no matter what happens, no matter what comes along, I will take care of you. Amen. I am watching you. I'm watching over you. I'm watching over my word to perform it. And that tells me we don't have to worry about anything. Amen. That he is going to take care of you and I. He is going to watch over us. And that's what he's telling the children of israel he's letting them know when you walk into this new land that i am taking you into my eyes will be upon it and if i see anything that's not producing what it needs to produce i'll make sure that it's taken care of now that's a pretty good promise i mean you can't get any better than that then when god says i'm going to watch it i'm going to make sure that land produces i'm going to make sure that you have everything that you need That's how our God is. That's the heart of God. For him to specifically say, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to take care of it. And then he said, And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the reign of your land in its due season. It's just telling you what he's going to do with the land to make sure the crops come. The first rain and the latter rain. Well, I'm telling you today, we're going to have the Holy Ghost rain. <laughs> the former and the latter coming together. That you may, you mayest gather thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. I will send the grass and the fields for the cattle, and thou mayest eat and be full. So what is he doing he's talking about provision for his people he's talking about success he's talking about his people being prosperous he's given us the promise so he's telling the children of israel before they ever get into this good land because he's taking them into a good land he said it's a land of milk and honey it's a good land he especially set it apart one of the words that uh He says, when he says he careth for, one of the words of that means it's a resort. Now, think about that. That's high dollar stuff. That's no cheap stuff, you know. That's the best of the best. That's the promise that he's given to the children of, uh, of Israel. He said, I'm taking you into the best of the best. I went, or I looked around, and I separated this land, and I am giving it to my people. I'm giving the best of the best to my people. And as I said earlier, he said, it's not going to be like Egypt had It's not going to be that category. I'm taking you into a place where the blessing is going to come upon you and the blessing is going to overtake you because my eyes are watching this. My eyes will make sure there will be no drought. There will be no lack. There will be plenty of provision for my people. Amen. That's what he's saying here. There will be plenty. There will be more than enough for my people. And I'm just telling you, no matter what is going on in the world, no matter the chaos, no matter the uh, the craziness, for the church of the living God that is going after God, that is seeking God and not doing dumb things, you know, not getting in agreement with the world, but doing what God has called them to do, I'm telling you, you will be taken care of. Amen? There will be provision. If the world doesn't have provision, I'm telling you, the church of the living God will have provision. He will make sure of it. He promised. He gave us a promise. And He picked the land out for the children of Israel, and He wanted to encourage them that when they go into that land, they are not going to have to sweat for the small stuff. Think about it. That's the promise of God. That's why he said to them, I want you separated. That's why when they went in there, he eliminated all the other gods, the people that would not serve God. There was an elimination. And he said, I don't want that mess in with my people. I'm just telling you, church, he doesn't want that mess in with his people. (laughs) Amen? He doesn't want them going the way of the world and agreeing with the world. He wants us going after God with our whole heart, trusting in God, looking to Him for our provision, looking to see what only God can do. Amen? And so this is is how God talks to His people. This is what God wants for His people, to go into that place that everything is taken care of. And that's why we have to trust God, lean not to our own, as Proverbs 4 says, trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not unto our own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all our ways, and He will direct our steps. He will take care of us. So when He says, trust in the Lord with all our heart, what does that mean? That that means our soul needs to line up put our faith and our trust in God and not try to figure out every little detail. That means we have to shut our minds off sometimes. (laughs) Just go, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to turn off the news. I'm going to turn off what the world is saying, especially right now. We need to turn off (laughs) anything right now. and put our faith and our trust and our hope in God no matter what amen as God's eyes are upon the church of the living God he is watching out for us he is looking at us and he knows exactly where we are he knows exactly what he's doing and he wants you to totally and completely trust him amen now let's look at Second Chronicles, chapter 16. So here, I'm going to read and then I'm going to take it backwards. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. So the eyes of the Lord, here it is, the eyes of the Lord run To and fro across the whole earth, and he's looking for something. He's looking for a people that fear him and trust him. He's looking for a people that he can show himself strong with, that he can take hold with, that he can come in and he can make a difference in your life. He's looking for a people. He's watching, he's looking across the whole earth, and I'm just telling you right now, he's looking for churches. He's looking for churches, and he's watching what they're doing. And he wants those churches to go, I'm sold out to God. I'm going with him with my whole heart, and we're going to watch God move. Amen? We're going to watch God do what only God can do because we are going to take hold. That's what it means. When it says he wants to show himself, it means he wants to take hold. Take hold of something, I'm going to take hold with him. I'm going to take hold. I'm taking hold. We're joining together. I'm trying to preach. I'm trying to help <laughs> Stand still and see the salvation of the, the Lord. It doesn't look like. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, when God. Okay, you be God and I'll hold About on to you. you <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, you're holding on to me and I'm representing the Lord. That's right. Okay. wherever I go, because she's holding on. So, what he's saying here. That God wants to hold on so he can show himself alive and strong in your life. That he, that he can come in there and he can take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. That's what that's saying. His eyes are going to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for a people that he can take hold with that's going to carry out the plans and purposes that he has, and he's going to show himself strong to them. He's going to demonstrate to them. He's going to come on strong for them and change things around them for his glory. That's what that means there. And he's saying it, actually the prophet of God is saying it to the king of Judah. Now the king of Judah was a good king. And he did what was right. He walked in the fear of God. And I mean they saw years and years of peace and rest and things were good. And in verse in chapter 16 something changed. Because he had had 36 years of good things. And he went through a war earlier in chapter 14, and in that war, he cried out to God. In chapter 14, it says, verse 11 And Asa cried unto the Lord as God and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help. Isn't that the truth? It's nothing for God, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord. Our God, for we rest on thee, and in thy name we go against this multitude. O Lord, thou art our God, let no man prevail against thee. So the Lord smote the uh, Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the e- Ethiopians fled. So Because he cried out to the Lord, because he was going after God, because he was doing what was right in the sight of the Lord, the Lord took hold with him and defeated and smoked the Ethiopians. He declared great victory over them because there was a cry and there was a trust in Asa's heart for the things of God because he got rid of the idols. He got rid of all the all the sin that was in the land, He did what was right. There was a fear of God in the king. And when the king is in authority and he fears God, things are going to go well. Amen? And so this is where Asa was for 36 years, fearing God, getting rid of the idols. Do you know in this nation we need to get rid of some idols? I don't even want to go there. It's just crazy. So here Asa is. Now, in in the top of chapter 16, in verse 1, here the king of Israel is coming against Asa, coming against Judah, coming against Benjamin, coming against to make war against Judah. And Asa did not cry out unto the Lord. Asa got into that place that he did exactly opposite of what God told him to do. Because God said, my eyes, as long as you do what's right before me, I'm going to protect you. So here you've got, you've got the tribe of Judah. You've got Benjamin. And then surrounding them is Israel. Surrounding them is idols. Surrounding them is a mess. Surrounding them is a culture that is an ungodly a culture that is doing uh, what is right in their own eyes. Not following after God. That's where Israel was. But Judah was doing what was right. And so there was peace in the land. There was prosperity in the land. They were blessed in the land. And I'm just telling you today, that's where the church is. We are in that place that all of the culture wants to war against the church. And we cannot look at man. We cannot look at somebody else giving giving us help. We've got to trust the Lord. We've got to get our eyes off what is going on today, yesterday, what's going on right now. We cannot put our faith and our hope in what's going on. Our faith has to be in Almighty God and what He has because God knows how to take care of us. Amen? He knows what He's doing. He knows what's going on. And this is where Asa was. This is where he made his mistake. He decided to trust in the arm of flesh instead of the arm of the Lord. He took his eyes off of what God can do. He forgot how God had delivered him. He forgot what God had done over all those 36 years. He forgot the power and the glory of God. And church, we cannot forget the power and the glory of God and the promises of God to what he said he's going to do in this hour, how he's going to move, how he's going to bring his glory. I mean, if anybody was here on Sunday, they saw the glory of God. They saw the demonstration of the power of God. They saw God come in. They saw God move. They saw God do things that only God could do. Amen? And so we got to keep our faith. We've got to keep our trust. We've got to keep our hope in Almighty God and His plans and His purposes for this hour, what He's going to do, and not look and see, oh, Things aren't working. Things aren't changing. Things aren't going the way I thought they were going to go. I better go get help from somebody. I better go do this. I better go do that. Whatever man's plans is, just forget it. God's got a plan. And God is at work. And God knows what He's doing. And God will deliver His people. If everybody around is doing wrong, the church that is doing right. I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm not talking about the whole body. I'm talking about the body that is living, breathing the things of God and going after God. That's what I'm talking about because this is what God's talking about. There is a separation here. There was a separation with Judah and Benjamin from Israel until Judah and Benjamin fell. But until then, And I'm telling you, the church of the living God's not going to fail. But I'm just telling you, you may be surrounded by enemies. You may be surrounded by things that look crazy, but God's got a plan. And we cannot lean to our own understanding. We cannot trust in what man can do. We must trust in what the living God can do. And we must trust that His glory and His presence is moving on the earth. And I'm telling you, we are going to have a harvest. We are going to have a move of God. And that's what... It, go to verse 7. And the, and the prophet came to Asia the king and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of uh, Syria and not relied on the Lord our God... Therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thy hand. Were not the Ethiopians and the, I don't know, a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because thou didn't rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thy hand. That thou didst rely. Because he did rely. God took him back to say, look. I took care of you before. Why did you change your thinking? And that's why he comes and says, here, the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro, looking for people that are going to fear God and trust God no matter what is going on, no matter what the circumstances are. That's why we cannot in this time lean to our own understanding. We must trust the Lord, with all our heart. We must get ourselves in that place and not try to figure out why things happen the way they happen, why things are going the way they are going. You know, God knows, and that's all we have to know. We have to just know that God is at work and God is moving, and God's plan will not fail. And God will protect His people. God will take care of us. Amen? And really, that's my main gist of my message tonight is God is going to take care of us. And we, we are just, I'm telling you, church, we are just on the cusp and we are experiencing the glory and the presence of God. And all it's going to do in the next weeks and months is increase. That's all it's going to do if we keep our hearts right and we're trusting God. And we keep looking at Him and not trying to figure everything out. The Lord told me to say that tonight. We cannot figure out how to keep our faith in what God's doing. I don't care if it looks like the whole world is falling apart. What matters is what God's doing. What matters is what's taking place in our lives. What matters is what we're thinking. And if we're trusting. And trust means our total dependence, our life, our livelihood, everything is looking at what He is doing. Amen. Not what the world is doing. Not what other churches are doing. It doesn't matter. All that matters is what God is doing. And what you do, if we fear God, He's going to provide for us. He is going to take care of us. He is going to keep us. He's going to protect us because His eyes are on us. He is watching. You know, God's a watcher. You look in the Scriptures. He, he's looking at something. He's watching something, you know. He's watching you and I. He knows exactly what we're thinking. He knows exactly where we are. He knows where our trust is. He knows what we're believing in. And He wants us to stay in that place that our hope and our trust is in Him. Okay, let's just go to Proverbs 4 because it keeps popping up. It keeps coming up in me. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 20, we all know this. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. So what is God saying in this hour? We need to incline our ear to what God's saying. We need to have our ear open. What are you saying, God? God's already told us he's going to take care of us. He he told us there's going to be divine reversals. He has already told us there's going to be major shiftings. We don't know what that looks like. We don't know what that means. He told us there will be divine shiftings, divine acceleration. We need to incline our ear to what God is saying and not what man is saying. Amen? He said, let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of their heart. We have to keep truth in our hearts. We have to keep truth of what God is saying, what God is doing... Stay focused, especially when things are crazy and chaos. We've got to keep focused. We've got to narrow our focus in. We've got to narrow our thinking in. We've got to narrow into what God is saying so that we're not looking to the right, we're not looking to the left. We're holding on to what God is saying, looking at the Word, meditating on the Word, and going, this is what God said, this is what I'm going to believe. Amen? For they are life unto those that find them and health to all that. What is life? The word. The things that God is speaking is our life. That's what our life is. And it's health to all our flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Hallelujah. So at this time, you know. God is speaking to His people, and we have got to keep our hearts in that place that we are not moved. So I really wanted Proverbs 3, but that was good. (laughs) Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Trust in the Lord with part of your heart. This is all our heart. That means everything that's going through our heart We have to turn it over to the Lord and say, I'm going to trust you with this. I'm going to trust you with this situation. I'm going to trust you with this. I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust you. And lean not unto thy own understanding. You know, when you lean, you know, you lean. You keep leaning, what's going to happen? If I keep leaning, thank you. (laughs) You're going to fall. And that's what he's saying here. You trust in the Lord, it's going to keep you. It's going to keep you stable. It's going to keep you moving forward. But if you lean to your own understanding, trying to figure things out, trying to work things out in your own mind, you're eventually going to fall. Amen? That's what he's saying here. We've got to trust that God is at work. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Verse 7, be not wise in thy own eyes. Be not. That's not a suggestion. He's not just saying if you want to. He's really cautioning you and saying, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What's he talking about? In your soul. In your soul, depart from the thoughts in your soul that's not keeping you in the place of stability and trust and faith in God. That's what he's saying. Get rid of those thoughts that are not lining up with what God said. Get rid of those thoughts. You know, how are you going to take care of me? This is happening. What if everything falls apart? What if everything falls apart? We better be trusting in the Lord. (laughs) Amen? We better not be trusting in this system that is out there. We got to trust in the Lord and not fear. Amen? Hallelujah. Again, he says it'll be health to thy navel and marrow to thy flesh or to your bones. That means you will be taken care of. That's really what it means. It's real simple. Like he told the children of Israel, when you follow me with your whole heart, my eyes will be upon you, and I'm going to make sure that what you need is taken care of. I'm going to call it need. That's what he's saying to us. And we've got to grasp that. We've got to take hold of that because that is that is what God's saying for the church. You know, I think I shared or said something, I think last week, and Jerry Savelle said the word is maximum return for 2023. Well, that sounds like he's going to take care of us. That's what that sounds like. That sounds like his eyes are watching over us, and he's going to provide for us. He's going to. That doesn't sound like we're going into a drought and we're going to be without. That sounds like the church... That word is to the church. The word is to the people that are going after God, following God, you know, with their whole hearts, not leaning to their own understanding, but really trusting that God is going to provide for them. That word's for them. And anyone can take it that is doing that, those things that are right. Amen? Amen? Just like the children of Israel. God invites all in. If they want to come. But he does have a standard that he wants them to live by. And I know this about God. He is not going to lower his standard. Just so you, you know, it'll make you feel better. God, God says, you got to come up to my standard. you got to live by my standard. you got to come up to the higher place. you got to walk in a higher place. You are to be the example of what Jesus is. And what Jesus did. So we have to come up to the standard. And the world may not like it. But they will see the glory. They will see and they will come running to you. I'm telling you people are going to begin to look with those that carry the glory. They're going to begin to look for those that have the answers. Because I'm telling you there's some things that are coming. And if you think you've seen some things. I don't know what's going to happen, but for the church, the people of God, everything's going to be all right because something good is about to happen to you. Amen? Amen? So that doesn't sound like that we're going under. That doesn't sound like that things aren't gonna, you aren't going to make it. God is letting before anything takes place, He's letting the church know. He's letting his body know something good is about to happen to you. And you are going to have a maximum return. That you are going to see the glory of God. And you got to trust that, trust in the Lord with that word. And you got to believe that word above every situation and every circumstance and not back off from it. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org, or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.